0: Thanks for tuning in to Power Athlete Radio featuring the crew, where a former pro football player, a D3 All-Star, and a guy who peaked in high school use strength and conditioning as an excuse to talk about everything but. Now here's
1: John Luke-Tex.
0: and Tex. On. Kick the wheels right before the hammer strikes, make sure the left Five,
1: four, four, three, two, one. You're not, you're not supposed to say the three, the two or the one. Have you seen Wayne's World? Is
0: that the, um, which one is that? That's the one with Bieber or is that the one with... Uh,
1: Wayne's World? Oh, that's Channing Tatum, right? No. And Michael
0: um Oh, Mike Michael uh, C- Philip Seymour C- Hoffman.
1: <laughs> no, Rob Lowe and... Oh, the guy the, with... Um, no, that's the famous joke. And they go in and they're teaching like the actual crew. Yeah. Which once one, they
0: take it out of the basement and into the studio. Of course yeah. I've seen Wayne's world. And Text. they're up
1: in the the studio and they're giving the signal five, five. four. And then the dude is teaching. Uh-huh. And what's this? One of the surfer dudes. Uh, I think the guy from point break, he keeps on messing it up. Uh-huh. And then Mike Myers is like, excuse me. I believe I ordered the hand job. <laughs> just, you get it? I get it. Okay. Hand job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, welcome to another episode of Power Athlete Radio, the premier podcast in strength and conditioning. Mm-hmm. That's true. I'm Luke and Tex, and we're digging up something from the past. Well, it's not. It started
0: in the past, but it's rode out to the present. You're, it's one of the one of the long term. Um. What would you call this? I don't want to say philosophical differences between McQuilkin and I yeah. that we've carried for
1: I four was or five years. Aiming to dig up the origins of this mm-hmm. discussion, and all I can think about is one: we our San Antonio run-in mm-hmm. uh, where where Cal Dietz had the opportunity to jump in and, on this, and yeah. then two is the Galactic Calendar. It's what the origin of it. Is okay. was oh our trip to Seattle. That's right
0: with Logan and Cali okay. in the diner. Where I was like, I had you guys on a line, reeling you in hard. All three of you were just like mortified. Okay, divide that by
1: eight. Mortified, mortified. mortified like how?
0: You you couldn't wrap your hands around how minuscule your time on this planet will be.
1: Okay, so in lay- re-
0: in comparison to the galactic calendar.
1: All right, so. And what? you introduced the concept. I've never heard of this. So I'll give the background. Don Please.
0: It. While you do a quick little search for Kara Miller's first episode with me and you in my kitchen. Okay. Okay. So the background of this comes from um, a lazy Sunday evening uh, in Southern California, maybe six years ago. Okay. Maybe. And I was watching Cosmos with Seth MacFarlane's Cosmos All right. on uh, Netflix and I think Neil deGrasse Tyson was the host of it. And the episode was called The Galactic Calendar. Uh, yeah, Neil deGrasse Tyson and Seth MacFarlane, like, kind of tag teamed that, right? And basically, I'm like, oh, this seems interesting. Pop it on. And, and, uh, and Neil D, NDGT, NDG, NDT, NDT gets going on the concept of this galactic calendar. And basically, went to the, the origins of the universe as we understand it with regards through the lens of astrophysics, maybe, and astrology, I don't know. But um, the long and short of it is they went through each era of history as they know it, uh, astrophysicists, and then what they created was this galactic calendar. And they said, if the time, if if the existence of the universe were to be laid out on a calendar, a 31-day calendar, so that it would be like 24 hours a day. 31 days in a, a month. Right. Right. That the existence of humankind in the would have is the time that humans have exists relative to the the existence of the universe on a 31 day calendar is equivalent to the flap of a hummingbird's wings. And, and for me, it just took fast. me in this, it took me down a wormhole. It it like put me in a very interesting philosophical um pit. Because I'm like, wow, how insignificant is my life if humankind isn't even the flap of a hummingbird's wings? So then you start to think of human how long have it how long have humans been on this planet? Thousands of years, right? Thousands. So of those thousands, my generation, best case is 100. 100 years, best case, of which the first 20 years of my life, I was worthless. What did I contribute? State championship. With regards to the galactic calendar, right?
1: I'll let you finish.
0: So that is when I introduced this concept to McQuilkin, he was taken aback as I tried to explain to him how insignificant he is. You were heavy on
1: the... Nothing matters.
0: Right. It doesn't matter because in the on the galactic calendar, no matter how much impact we make in the history of the universe, it's not even the flap of a hummingbird's wings.
1: And that's your point.
0: Yeah. That was my point. And now you think about it, like how many people on this planet listening to this podcast are concerned with the flap of a hummingbird's wings that minuscule amount of time. They pay, you can't even fathom it. It's almost like the, the amount of wealth that Jeff Bezos has, like the richest people on the planet. You can't even comprehend that large of a number just like you can't comprehend that small piece of time, how little can be accomplished in that piece of time. These are, th- these are perspectives that we don't venture into often. You know what I mean? Now, Why? Why? I don't know. You're going to have to tell me because you're the one who does it.
1: Well, <laughs> I've explored this <laughs> okay, for go five on. years with you. Go on. Back and forth. So now give your aim. Yeah. I'll give my aim on this is that having that perspective and I'll, I'll call it a sharing and some would venture to preach this mm-hmm. as truth mm-hmm. that we don't matter. You don't matter. Your mm-hmm. flap is insignificant. Mm-hmm. With respect to the galactic calendar and the The entirety of the universe. The human race. The existence Mm -hmm. of the human race. That's true. Even bring it back down to As a totality. Right. And the danger is people will take that and I feel would run with it wrongfully. Mm -hmm. Okay. And not express, explore, venture, and be motivated by the time that they do have the opportunity to explore their gifts.
0: Can I give a timeout? Yes. You're, like, I don't want to derail you.
1: No. And okay. that, that, that was my position throughout, is that you matter. Mm-hmm. Every opportunity, every day is your chance to matter if you make it that.
0: Now, for our listeners who are like, what in the hell are you talking about? So here's what you also have to realize, people, is since 2016, 15? That, uh, that trip, crap. Tex and I have 15. spent not only oh, the work week together, right? Yeah, We've six, also spent-
1: 16 and then- The majority of weekends together. Yeah, 14, 15 traveling.
0: In the framework of both work and social, right? So like for the past four or five years, yeah, we have had the opportunity to explore one another's philosophical concepts and enter into these interesting friction points- of which there are times where we are both like swayed into one another's camp, right? Not necessarily totally convinced, but it's like, okay, an appreciation for it. Oh, well, we, This is one of the few that McQuilkin has never backed down on.
1: No. Right. And the purpose here is to present both of these arguments yes. for our listeners to then make their own decision. Now, have I said you're wrong? Ever Are you <laughs> hold on
0: Wait, in this can in the <laughs> confines of this argument.
1: Okay. Ever. Yes. Early on in the right? confines of this argument. No, you've allowed me permission to mm-hmm. explore and then make my points and mm-hmm. continue to make more and more points. Yes. And share that. And yeah, a number of cocktails mm-hmm. to then really, uh, I guess, exaggerate the uh, the volume in which we're speaking right. and the exploration of our points and purposes
0: right now i want to let you keep going so you were talking about like the danger of this type of thinking or introducing this thought or planting this seed is that people will then um it, like the
1: internal There's no
0: there's no motivation
1: right okay. so people We as coaches and leaders, Mm -hmm. we are leaders and view ourselves as leaders. We have the opportunity to make an impact and influence that we don't realize the reverberation Mm -hmm. of that example. We traveled the world for a a number of years, teaching over a hundred seminars each, and we have 16 hours with those people. Mm -hmm. We, We know that with great power comes great responsibility. And we are not sure which nuggets of information that those people picked up on. Mm-hmm. So the less time I feel, from my experience, that we spend with someone, the more important the words that we choose and the phrases and how we package information to then give to them, mm-hmm. to apply, is very important. Right. So if an authority figure preaches that nothing matters mm-hmm. without the full perspective of mm-hmm. a conversation that you're displaying to mm-hmm. introduce context to this conversation, it can be dangerous. So someone saying or taking, yeah, Luke said this doesn't matter. Right. So what are they going to do then? How do they decipher that? How do you think? And then express that or uh, internalize mm-hmm. that and not knowing it becomes one of their bias of, ah, fuck it. So let's
0: do this. You're right, because you said something there. I think you said context or perspective. I can't recall, right? Perspective. Both. So do me a favor. If you're prepared to do a little Google, I can stall for at least 20 minutes on this.
1: Okay, I have what I want to
0: share up. Yeah, go to another tab, though. And Google, uh, just give me the definition of perspective. (laughs) P-R. Are are you going to the mall today?
1: Uh, From the Google. Mm -hmm. The art of drawing solid objects on... No, not that one. That's fine, though. You can
0: keep going with that one because
1: they're both symbolic.
0: One's symbolic and one's... How much research did you do? This is just common knowledge text.
1: The art of drawing solid objects on a two-dimensional surface so that as to give the right impression of their height, width, depth, and position in relation to each other when viewed... From a particular point.
0: Hmm. From viewed from particular point.
1: Okay. Now there's various perspectives, right? A particular attitude toward or way of regarding something.
0: A way of regarding something. A point of view. Okay. So what is your attitude, regard, or perspective on, let's say, the uses of a hammer? Just give me five uses that you think that like that a ham- someone would use a hammer
1: for. There's obvious Put ones. It's not a trick question. Nails in the wall. Yeah. Nails Aaron's- out of the wall. Sure. A paperweight uh-huh. uh, art. Sure. Yeah.
0: So there are, and, and like you can think, go on and think, but there are like very novel ways to use a hammer. Right? For example, you may need to straighten a blade out with a sawzall. I can think of a time where early on in my contractor career, I was using a Sawzall. It's one of those things that kind of look like a like a turkey or like, what would you call that? Like a meat cutter. And then you hit something and that blade just goes bonk and then it renders it useless. But if you put it in a hammer, you can use the tail of a hammer to like recondition that. Um, what else could you use a hammer for? Did you know that a hammer, most hammers are roughly 13 inches long? So kind of like a ruler. So you can use it as a measuring device. Now, I've broadened, you've gained perspective on a tool, a different way to look at it and apply it. Would you agree?
1: Yes. Okay.
0: Now, shame on me for thinking that it is one's responsibility to always look at things that way, because I think that's where I projected something that I often do onto others, maybe like yourself, (laughs) where you don't. You can only look at a cup for so long and not wonder for different ways to like use it. You know what I mean? That's how I think. But apparently it's not how we all think. So my goal (laughs) is to provide you with new perspective here. And honestly, how this tool has become, which is uh, the galactic calendar, has become even a more meaningful um, metaphor or exercise for me than it originally was. Okay. Okay. There's a stoic exercise called a view from above. Okay. And I'd like to take you through it if you don't mind. So I'd like you to close your eyes and imagine viewing yourself above in this room. Okay. So you like what, just name two things that you would see from above. Uh, Lights, Mm -hmm. camera, soundboard. Cool. That's three. Now go up another thousand feet. Okay. Now, what do you see?
1: Our weight room, mm-hmm. my truck, and horses.
0: Okay. Now go up another 10,000 feet.
1: Um, Bee Cave, Dripping Springs, mm-hmm. Salt Lake. Keep going. Now, what do you see? Austin, um, mm-hmm. San Antonio, and um, Rivers. Keep going. Now, what do you see? Texas. Uh huh. Keep going. United States of America and Mexico.
0: How clearly can you see that room from this point? You can't. You can't see it at all, can you? No. So, how significant from that vantage point
1: is it? The room. Mm-hmm. How significant is it to me? So, personally.
0: No, no, no. From that, not from to you personally. We're not there yet. Okay. Yes.
1: Okay. You're not thinking. It doesn't exist.
0: Now, remember when we first started it, though? How important was it? Everything you could see was in this room, wasn't it? Yeah. Now, you can use that one of two ways. Just because it's not significant within the context of that view, and you can like think about how far you theoretically could go. A great tool for this to visualize this actually is for like fucking Google Earth. Right? So that's that stoic exercise. And the idea with that is, here's how um, my understanding of stoicism How they would use this tool is like in this room. Let's pretend something's on fire. Okay. Now go back up. Does that fire matter? How far to the top that you saw? Like you can't even fucking see that fire. No. So it's a matter of perspective. Like this fire doesn't fucking matter. Now you have the choice, Mr. McQuilkin to determine whether you want to say the fire doesn't matter or your pal across the table doesn't matter. And realistically in my mind this has become a tool for me like to go in line with momentum Mori, right? Now, you take that from the view from
1: above and you go on the timeline. And that's where I want to explore. Yeah, yeah so go. I'll hand and it That's off. where I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. And that and uh, and there I have explored dangers of my view mm-hmm. and limitations of my view. But then it's still I'm sticking to my points because my I believe, mm-hmm. and why I am talking beliefs here, mm-hmm. uh, that it can matter. And the, the two negatives and I wrote down, uh, it, where everything matters and you want it too much, uh-huh. or you want too much. Mm-hmm. So two perspectives, number one, in that longitudinal track, mm-hmm. if I want it too much, I am focusing on a goal that becomes everything. And the the problem with that is you're so focused on said goal and wanting it mm-hmm. that you miss other opportunities that will be beneficial for your growth or career or education that can get there. We run into this a lot from working with high school athletes. And I know coaches explore this. We've talked with Jim Davis about this and that I want to play Division one sport, Mm -hmm. they miss the opportunities. And then the the division one in which they've created is the it's the it's the power five school. Mm -hmm. There are one hundred and fifty division one football teams. University of Buffalo would be number one hundred and fifty. Khalil Mack went to University of Buffalo. So the path to then go professionally for that individual was created because He saw an opportunity that was not, he didn't avoid things that were beneath his goals. Mm -hmm. He was able to have an aim up towards not the singular it, he was having an aim up that allowed him the opportunity to jump on University of Buffalo to then take that step to go on to play for the Chicago Bears. and. Hopefully, when this podcast is released, we're talking about a <laughs> team that moved on to the next playoff. Unlikely. Um, well, it doesn't matter, right? No, it no, it doesn't. <laughs> anyway, but that's that's wanting it too much. You are so focused mm-hmm. on a goal, and we're using athletics, but it 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 is very common, and I've run into it in life, missing opportunities or foregoing because you are so focused on an individual thing. Mm-hmm. And then there's the you want too much. So you fought when something doesn't go your way and then you see that there's common threads and themes where other things stop to, oh, this doesn't work out for me. And that didn't work out for me. And then you begin to internalize a, uh, like a self-fulfilling prophecy is a good term to represent what I'm trying to say, but everything starts to collapse around you. Nothing is going my way Mm -hmm. because you have, you want too much, you want to, simply win and if you're not winning then your everything around you begins to fall down and Mm. it perceives as the world is against you and you're not looking for those cliche open doors or opportunities that do present themselves if you have the perfect the right perspective and aim up and keeping that head head on a swivel Mm -hmm. using more sports teams so that, but not, and I want, I want an individual to have purpose and significance and belief in themselves and aiming up and keeping their head up to, so it's not focused on one thing. It's not focusing on wanting too much and then accomplishing nothing and then internalizing yourself mm-hmm. as a failure. That would be one of the things that I've evolved in this perspective mm-hmm. but at the same time I'll, I'll get to the thought leaders on mine soon but that's i do like the aim from above and i want the aim or the view from above and the aim forwards to be perspective that we hand off to people but mm-hmm. then it's looking for opportunities
0: now go back to do you still have the definition of perspective up yeah go to the one about drawing
1: yeah, art of drawing solid objects on a two-dimensional surface as you have the right impression of their height, width, depth, position in relation to each other when viewed at a particular point.
0: So that's the important at a particular part. particular point. Right, and so like perspective art, guys, you probably remember this like in grade school. Like a perspective would be, okay, if I'm taking a piece of paper and I lay it out hamburger-wise and I draw a line across the center of it, right, and I put a dot there, like, like somewhere on that line, and then I I take a ruler and I like draw a straight line here and a straight line here. And if I put dashed lines through the center of that back to that dot, it's like a road going into the horizon. So that's an example of like perspective style drawing. Yeah. But the angles in how that picture looks changes. The, the landscape never changes, Tex. But the perspective does, depending on where you're looking at it from right? So perspective is dynamic, in my opinion. And when you say, I want these kids to have perspective, well, that's going to change over time, dude. And like, and the best way, in my opinion, to broaden perspective and determine what's most important to you is to humble yourself. For me, I'm not saying this is a valuable tool for everybody. And a tool that has worked for me to humble myself and help zero in on the shit that really matters is the view from above is to zoom out is to see from 10,000 feet what are the things that matter from 100,000 feet from 100,000 miles like when looking at the like look at all the rest of the world and then when this comes back in and let's say we do this same, same zoom out on a timeline you know um people tend to realize what really matters when they're running out of time you know what I mean? Like the Sense proverbial. Urgency. Yeah, the real bucket list stuff really comes up. And, and like what really matters, um, what really matters most becomes more apparent when you realize you're running out of time. Right? And I believe when I look at the galactic calendar and I choose to look at it that way, it makes me realize that I'm out of time. I'm out of time. All the time. All the time. And that's the essence, in my opinion, of memento mori as well. So like like today is a perfect example, McQuokin. You know, and you, there's more info on this coming up in a future podcast. My time is done here at Power Athlete. This is my last day at the barn. This will be my last crew episode with my buddy, right? Um, I hope to make cameos. I'm sure I will. Like I'll pop on here and there. But like my last the time leading up to this, I... Feel that I provided the most important work to hand off to y'all and make sure that my, like you guys could fill the most important pieces of my role. It helped me understand that. Right. Um, But it's only when time starts to run out, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think this tool can be useful for that, but you have to like really embrace it. You have to believe it. And when I first was introduced to this text, I think I was more threatened. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what's important to me. You know, and then over time, fuck, man, it's been five years where I'd say in the last 18 months, it's become that tool. Like, I've only gained the perspective on this drill in the last 18 months. You know what I mean? And what I've realized, too, and Kara Miller called us out for it on episode. I have it here. 248. Mm -hmm. I have a high tolerance for risk. Because. I believe the. And still, to some, some extent, believe a lot of this shit doesn't fucking matter. Right? And I believe that mostly because, like, time's always rolling forward. In my opinion, there's always momentum. Like, not, tomorrow's always coming, you know, like, proverbially. Um, so, what's going to stop that? Like, health? Death? Ultimately, death, right? So, like, there's always going to be opportunities. And, like, it's not going to be easy. Shit, Fuck like, why would you want it to be though? You know, why would you want whatever's ahead of you to be easy? That's kind of the, that's the whole point of conquering. Um, so with, with that said, I guess to narrow it back in, like that's, that's how you can use this tool. Let's say this exercise is a hammer, you know, our default and what I started arguing out of the gate, and you've changed my perspective through our debates is like this hammer only fucking drives in nails. When you see yourself as the flap of a hummingbird's wings, all it does is make you feel insignificant. But what we didn't realize is there's other uses for this thing. Mm -hmm. And I think that it can be used to gain perspective, to provide a focal point, and for you to wander around and see if you still like, if that, if whatever your aim is, as you kind of take different positions, is it still important? But that's, uh, so that's where I'm at with this little guy. So keep going now, because I do want you to get into your next points.
1: Well, the, one of the most powerful influencers, and I hear some of the quotes I'm about to, I hear some of what you're saying in mm-hmm. the quote that I'm going to share. Mm-hmm. And this was, this was an, an early point, And then I have a number of quotes up in my home, one of which is Dr. Fred Hatfield and his his performance, Beautiful. And he actually spoke to it live on our podcast, which is amazing. And then this this one, unfortunately, we can't get this woman on. Uh, this is from Martha Graham, and she's the inventor of modern dance. Mm. And this is from the 30s. And this is a letter she wrote to one of her students that I don't know this the back story it could have been a review. It could have been what someone was pushing on the student. But this was the empowering perspective mm-hmm. that she aimed to provide when uh, her student faced a conflict. It's semi-long, but I'll we'll, we got nothing but time today, mm. so let me lay it on you, I'm Martha Graham. There, this is a letter to her student. There's a vitality a life force, an energy, a quickening that is translated through you into action. And because there is only one of you in all time, this expression is unique. And if you block it, it will never exist through any other medium and it will be lost. The world will not have it. It is not your business to determine how good it is, nor how valuable, nor how it compares with other expressions. It is your business to keep it yours clearly and directly to keep the channel open. You do not even have to believe in yourself or your work. You have to keep yourself open and aware to the urges that motivate you. Keep the channel open. No artist is pleased. There is no satisfaction, whatever, at any time. There's only a queer, divine dissatisfaction, a blessed unrest that keeps us marching and makes us more alive than the others. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot to it, but she's mm-hmm. aiming to provide an an energy and a value to the individual that is down. Mm-hmm. So it, it was the world telling a student that you don't matter, that I fear the danger of people start saying that to themselves when they see this, 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 uh, this door closing or the weight of the world uh, the insignificance mm-hmm. of one ant in 8 billion mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i fear that because we lose the talents the gifts the creativity that individuals have and i've experienced this as a young athlete with coaches pushing their their view on your performance rather than creating and empowering and having opportunities to make more mm-hmm. So I've seen just too much that I want to encourage and yeah, man, just the, that is one quote among others. The, the second one I'll jump to no quote, but the, the creation and the cyclical timeline of a hero's journey, Mm -hmm. which provides opportunity and the amazing thing is looking at this this circle so it's joseph campbell and if you google hero's journey there's plenty written about it and his books are incredibly difficult to digest but there's plenty of infographics that explain it that you can identify points or roadblocks and challenges that you face to then realize this is all part of growth development and The beauty is you can see what is ahead through this conflict or this this person, the and even the abyss when it feels like nothing matters or what I'm doing. What am I doing? Those so those moments in time that can bring some anxiety and then the next step. So that guide that Campbell developed provides that next step Mm -hmm. for you to transform as a person an individual and then Uh, excuse me final person that i would encourage because i know we're trying to i guess limit the resources but the the 12 rules for life by jordan peterson Mm -hmm. and this is from an educator's perspective this is a a coach a parent aiming to freaking you know shake shake the proverbial third grader to yeah. realize like it's okay to go to high school billy but uh yeah 12 rules for life that are simple that can be carried over to many different um the depth of these rules and i highly recommend the book and the final chapter that is not one of the 12 rules, but it is a a piece to button it up. He talks about a, a pen of light. And the story that Peterson discusses is a gift that he received was a pen that when pressed down against paper, lights up. So you can write your your bedtime notes if you wake up. Oh, I had this amazing idea. You can write it down and it lights it up. And he encourages for you to that you matter. You have the opportunity to use your pen of light. You are the pen of light to then bring and shine a light into the darkness. And these three influencers, these three models and representations, I feel are encouraging. It's not to that everything's going to be all right. Mm-hmm. It's that you have power that is, that is and can be unlocked through conflict, stress, whatever it is you're going through. Mm-hmm. and it's necessary to unlock that um potential we can call
0: sure and i guess what's interesting is like i hear all that and i i perceive and i'm not saying you're right like there the the line alone nothing matters without context or willingness to explore that can be dangerous All the stuff you've written there is about calibrating control and influence and liberating you from shit that does not fucking matter. Yeah, right? So when you zoom out and you realize that someone across the world can't even fucking see you, so why the would you worry about what they think about you? All these trolls that are setting you up or or, whatever is going on on the other end of your screen, for example... That, like, you were never meant to see that in the natural world. You know what I mean? Like, even if you heard about it, it's different than actually seeing some of the shit that unfolds on the other end of that screen, right? Yes. What's tricky about that, though, is, like, it also allows you to see very amazing things, videos of, like, heartwarming moments and events Dogs seeing their masters come back from war. You know, like the dog jumping into soldier videos. Mm -hmm. Um, Elderly, elderly, elderly loved ones seeing color for the first time, hearing sound for the first time. Like, these are beautiful things that we get to consume through this screen if we choose. And we have a choice. We do. But what do we get wound up in? And that's a choice as well. And I believe like a mechanism or tool you can use to do that is this exercise we talked about in terms of like realizing how insignificant in the grand scheme of things, in the grand scheme of things you are in your influences. Most people are not going to change the world and that's fine. Like you're not like very few people are going to and very few people will some like there's brilliant fucking people out there. Good on them, right? And if you are aspiring to be that person, then it's a burden you have to bear. You know what I mean? Like be prepared to bear that. But odds are the world you're going to change is the world around you. It's the one that includes your family, your friends, your loved ones, your clients, your coworkers, um, whoever you choose, Right. But like th- that's your best access. That's your best access point. And if you can, once you zoom out and take that view from above and realize that and you zoom back in, you'll realize how important they are. You know what I mean? And, and it's seeing it from all angles. I think you don't have a true appreciation for that intimate sphere of influence without the proverbial zoom out or, or like the, the, the magnitude that actually exists.
1: And I agree with you mm-hmm. to add to that and referencing back to, to Peterson. One of his rules is in number two rules, treat yourself mm-hmm. like someone you are responsible for helping. Mm-hmm. Our motivations can be the, our immediate world around us, family, friends, community. If you don't still internalize in the, the, the words that Martha Graham empowered to her student, Mm -hmm. I still feel like pulling yourself up by your bootstraps and embodying the responsibility that does matter. And here's what I'm saying, Texas. Like I'm agreeing with you. you, I know, but like we're, we're
0: we're reaching an interesting cross section if I don't know if you've ever um, talked with a buddy or a coach or whatever, and you're trying to like lay out what what is bothering you or like a hardship or trouble or barrier you're facing, right? And they say, all right, let's say I had this problem or your best friend or your wife, and they're asking you for your advice. What advice would you give them? And invariably, every time this was posed to me, my temptation was to say, who was the first gal? Martha Graham. And there's a line in there about like, the wor- don't listen to the world. That doesn't matter, right? Like invariably, the advice I would give myself in these scenarios is like, this shit's petty. You know what matters to you most. And this is just like a fabricated, like you're fabricating this. You're building your own barriers. It doesn't matter. Get through it. You know what I mean? And when you take that perspective, it takes you stepping out of your own shoes and zooming out a little bit. Um, but that's like, and, and like I also think that a lot of the the rules that Peterson talks about is like, take an inverse perspective of that. Why would you break those rules? Mm-hmm. Why would you break them? Many of them have to do with shit that doesn't matter. You're trying to appease or fulfill things that are far beyond your um, your sphere of influence, outside of your control, or... Like so, that's what's interesting about it is like looking at that from the inverse. Why are people even breaking these rules? Like, why lie?
1: Oh, why treat somebody? I so I revisited, mm-hmm. and this is the, what you're referencing rule to do eight: tell the truth, or at least, or at don't, least don't lie. Right. And whether I, I've read this book three times, the takeaway from that rule this most recent time it was the perspective of not lying to your self mm-hmm. and say, we are, uh, an example traveling for the holiday and you run into, you run into somebody and you aim to summarize like, I, and this happened to me. I ran into a former player of mine mm-hmm. at a bar and it was a quick catch up, but I was aiming to be as honest as possible. So how can I summarize? I haven't seen this kid in four years. How can I summarize my life in four years? It's been very uh, change filled, but summarize it. And I knew the traps because previous scenarios in which I ran into buddies at like Thanksgiving high school, you paint the picture and then Instagram is the worst. It's the essence of that, right? They are lying to themselves about how good things are, they're feeling. And then I was glad I was honest with the player. Cause he was at the, I met my old coach at our, I guess our sports bar for our team. And the player was there hanging out. His father just passed away Mm. and they, his, he's from that area. His, all of his brothers and sisters were there when his father passed. And then they were like, all right, we've been here for, for days. Mm -hmm. Everybody, you got, you got three hours alone. Mm -hmm. And he went to like our team bar, um, so that was significant then now i was i felt honest and then my my player um pal gave me that right back and we were able to to hang out with our old ball coach and then have a genuine moment uh and he J- uh, jack is listening because i know he follows this and he's in the the health fitness field and he said one of his goals that he'd love to meet you someday mm. so he could witness this bullshit banter back and forth yeah um Cause it is genuine and authentic. And, um, but that was it. Just the, and I knew this, this, this rule flashed in my mind. Cause I could have told this kid, forget anything, but I yeah. was just straight up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the ups, and downs the downs and the, the current scenario versus what is all the ups. Mm-hmm. This is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what is being fed to us on the, on the line. Um, So the revisiting of that chapter was internally versus just when i'm uh trying to protect luke i'm going to tell him the truth (laughs) does this surely
0: make luke make me look fat at least no but your face
1: does (laughs) but at least not lie to you in that respect like Mm -hmm. and uh the second takeaway was just or the third time i read it was how are you sharing yourself with the world Mm -hmm. is it representative of the hell you are what the hell is going on
0: and what's tricky with that is like uh there there is another tool that is effective which is fake it till you make it but i it, like it goes back to i think intent and outcome right um you know is, is the intent improvement or uh, uh deceit are, are you avoiding something or are you approaching something you know are you going downhill or are you backpedaling in my opinion what i do want to finally like just to wrap it up because we've got a date pal you and me and few bubblies
1: big boy sodas Yeah,
0: big boy sodas the um where do i want to go
1: i'm sorry I'm fucking
0: no no i derailed it <laughs> the uh so we talked about that we did boom 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 and I, this was to me to try and tie it up i do have
1: one bring it and oh maybe i'll grab it well this was i couldn't i couldn't stand this is one part of the argument and i don't know if it still exists on your half all right was like the something in line with numbers and math in that this all this scenario this moment will happen again oh yeah like i don't so i again i don't understand i don't get it Mm -hmm. but
0: uh so i think my point was that scenarios are finite and time is infinite
1: so the whole yeah my whole thing was the yeah, all mm-hmm. this time will happen again, and then your grandparents' grandparents will meet, exact moment, and then make you, mm-hmm. and then Ruby. I
0: mm-hmm. I mean, the, it's such a long timeline for that to actually happen, Tex. It's like one of those things that is, but in theory, yes, there's only so much space on, like, it's Finite. Like there's there's a finite amount of space space, a finite amount of genes. There's a finite Is that the deja vu then? No, I don't think so. I think it's totally is it possible? Yes. Is it probable? No. Okay. But the fact that it's not zero makes it possible. Yeah. Yeah. It irks me. Well, it's not my problem. It's your problem. You gotta deal with that. Um well maybe it just that doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Well, and this, that also stemmed from our Caldeet's talk where I said, well, Tex, yep, what's uh, the largest number you can think of? And you're like, 24. Shut <laughs> the fuck up. <laughs> that's not true, people. But it was uh, like, well, yeah. And was, it was like a trillion or a billion or like, I don't know. And I'm like, and I'm like, yeah. Was, you know. And I'm like, you know, number, like, times that by that same number, that number of times, and that's still a number. And you're like, Hey, listen man I'm just trying to Jackalese. I'm just trying to balance my checkbook man shots. Um, but um, I guess what so why is this important to these listeners? number one, I, I think that uh, there's a bit of nostalgia in this and that like our paths are finally intersecting like the point of oh, that perspective. yeah and I also think that the the message here that I want to pro- convey to these folks is like, okay, so the artist, what's tricky about art text? in my opinion, is that, um, you know, we only see the finished product, you know, and even on like social, when you see like those artists who do like the spray paint shit and they're like, you're like, what the hell is this thing? And they're doing it all fucking wild and wacky. And you're like, I don't even understand. And then at the very end, they flip it. Oh yeah. Cool. And they change the perspective of the painting. It all makes sense. Right. Because you're only looking at it one way. Um, and odds are the first way you look at it, (sighs) probably isn't the complete answer. And there is no real right or wrong either. I think in a lot of this stuff, but there's certainly more right and less wrong, but you're going to have to like search for that. And it takes work. So if you want to change your perspective, whether it's on coaching, on parenthood, fatherhood, motherhood, uh, being a good colleague, um, you know, being, being the teammate that your team, you feel your team deserves, like whatever that is, odds are the first thing you come up with isn't the complete answer. So you're going to have to work to continue to strife and dig and gain perspective to figure it out. Um, and I think that does go in line with what you're talking about because what's the, uh, with the, with kids wanting to go D one, because it's the first thing they think of Mm -hmm. and they don't, they don't look at it differently and they, and oftentimes coaches aren't there or willing or have the time and for maybe good reasons or bad, right? Like who knows what's going on in that coach's life, but they don't have the time or bandwidth to recalibrate these kids and give them different perspectives like you and Jim Davis are talking about that division three is a totally viable and meaningful approach that isn't that far off of why you want to play D1. You know what I mean? hmm um anywho i think that uh that's all i had to say about that
1: yes all right concur do you concur i've learned mm-hmm. more about your thought process and it's a beautiful thing to see over this five or so years mm-hmm. your adding of different techniques and approaches not only in your how you view this problem but also how you present and teach it to others. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, I've been saving it for you for the right moment. Well, so I've probably stumbled on this. It was warm. (laughs) That's all I know. Maybe. Yeah. So maybe it was last summer and we were over there or maybe it was dude, this year's kind of feels long or like, like when we were talking about cold, the intern, it might've been cold, the intern times. So maybe six, seven months ago. I'm like, Ooh, when am I going to drop this on it?
1: Well, it was either on the radio Uh or at Woody's. Uh, totally. In 30 minutes. Yeah. So Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I hope um I hope
0: it's a valuable tool and exercise or perspective for one of our listeners if I can if I can get one of you guys to maybe take a risk because shit doesn't matter or to stop listening to feedback that doesn't matter, maybe that's a win. But just remember that you do matter and your your sphere of influence does as well. Uh-huh. And that's all we have to say about that. Thank you, Power Athlete Nation, for listening to another episode of the Premier Podcast Hour with Luke and Tex. And
1: has it been an hour? In strength I and bet you, can I give you a guess? Oh, this is a good game. Okay.
0: 41 minutes. 50. Yeah, but we had nine minutes of Googling. <laughs>
1: oh, kidding. 50. Okay. Yeah, right on. Yeah, it was good. We'll, uh, Thank you very mm-hmm. much. We we mentioned Dr. Kara Miller mm-hmm. in an episode 248. Yeah. That yeah. is a nostalgic episode because we recorded it mm-hmm. in Luke's kitchen. That's right. Because this beautiful mm-hmm. facility that you see before you or hear us talking in, if you're mm-hmm. on the podcast, was not yet built.
0: And she had a major role. So she was one of my coaches over the past couple of years.
1: Well, coach needs a coach.
0: That's right, dude. So, And I can't tell you she's awesome. A lot of people out there helped me out.
1: Yes. And that is one of our aims for Power Athlete Radio Mm -hmm. is to find these supernatural aids and guardians Mm -hmm. to use some hero's journey language to present them to you and expand your perspective, whether it's vertically or horizontally. Mm -hmm. Until next time. Right. And time is a flat circle. So we'll have this conversation again in. TBD,
0: but before time ends.
1: (laughs) Oh God. Okay. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Now it's time for you to empower your performance. Head to powerathletehq.com
0: backslash training to choose from a number of programs to meet your specific performance goals.
1: And if you like to break a mental sweat too, visit academy.powerathletehq.com and become a real stakeholder in you or your athlete's success. Until next time, bye!